I know many of us would not consider marrying someone without knowing a great deal about them before we do it. Well, in the Bible, there is occasion where someone has married at first sight. So we're going to go in today and take a look at what transpired. Are you ready? Let's go. There is a reality show that comes on the Lifetime Network called Married at First Sight. I don't know if you've ever seen it, um, but hey, I'm guilty of religiously watching it. The show, you know, kind of gets on my nerves sometimes, uh, but it's a very interesting show. Let me give you a little bit of background about the show. The couples who marry on this show have never had any communication with each other and they agree to marry a total stranger. Now experts have reviewed applications and characteristics of these participants and they pair two people together whom they feel will be a good fit for one another, meaning that they have a high possibility or chance of having a successful marriage. Now, I don't know what formula they use to make their decision on how to pair the people together, but they make one, right? They, they make a decision and the couples go on an experimental journey for eight weeks. Now get this, the first time they see each other is their wedding day. They know nothing about their future spouse except their wedding date. Um, they haven't even spoken to them. They don't know anything about their family. Uh, they don't know what their ethnicity is. They don't know, you know, any other type of demographics like their height, their hair color, their eye color, their weight. They know nothing. So they are entering um, this agreement or covenant, if you will, totally uh, blind to any information about their partners. Now, they have a traditional wedding ceremony, like they can have bridesmaids, groomsmen, they have a wedding officiant, and there is even a reception to follow. And at there between the wedding and the reception, there's this moment where the two couples, they talk and they find out more about one another. So that's a television show. But look, Married at first sight is not new. Mm -mm, Y'all, I was reading the Bible the other day and I was reading Genesis chapter 24 and I, you know, paid attention and I noted that this is what happened with Abraham's son, Isaac. Yeah, y'all, he was married at first sight. He received a wife without first knowing her. He didn't know her name. He didn't know her likes. He didn't know her dislikes. He didn't know her height. He didn't know her hair color or eye color. He knew nothing about her at all. Now, I don't know if Abraham told Isaac that he was searching for a wife for him or not. Because um, otherwise, I would say Isaac didn't even know he was getting a wife. 
Did Isaac even want a wife? I know some of you guys are probably questioning why is his dad looking for him a wife? You know, that could have been the culture at the time. I do not know. But anyway, um, he wanted his son to have a wife from his clan. But he said that God would um, go before him. God will send his angel so that he could get the wife. So this is a done deal. And Abraham has complete confidence that the Lord is going to provide. But he says, if the woman is unwilling, see, it's still her choice. She doesn't have to go if she doesn't want to. He, the servant, is released from the oath. And then so the servant swore. Now, Abraham is still talking. He says, the Lord, the God of heaven, who brought me out of my father's household and my native land and who spoke to me and promised me on oath saying to your offspring, I will give this land. He will send his angel before you so that you can get a wife for my son there. Just read that to you. And if the woman is unwilling to come back to you, then you will be released from this oath of mine. Only do not take my son back there. And so the servant put his hand under the thigh of his master Abraham and swore to him concerning this matter. Now the uh, servant gathers up 10 of his master's camels and he left and he took all kinds of good things from his master. I guess he was trying to show that wherever he went, look where he's coming from. You know, his master has uh, abundant wealth and resources. Okay. So he was trying to show that. And so he set out for um, Aram. Naharam. I hope I said that right. And he made his way to the town of Nahor. This is verse number 11. And he had the camels kneel down near the well outside of the town. And it was towards evening. It was the time the women go out to draw water. Now get this. This is a very powerful thing in this story of Married at First Sight, the Isaac edition. Now, I don't know if they do. I told you the merit at first sight that comes on Lifetime. I don't know what their procedures are. I don't know what they do to choose the people that will be paired together. But Abraham's servant, he undergirded this effort with prayer. He prayed, okay? He, he got the word, the assignment from his master Abraham. Whatever questions he had, he asked them. Then he set out on the journey after being reassured that God was going to send his angel before him. Now he reaches the town and he does something he prayed, okay? Before he went any further, this servant prayed. Now look at this prayer. He says, Lord, this is verse number 12 in chapter 24 of Genesis. He says, Lord, God of my master, Abraham, make me successful today and show kindness to my master, Abraham. See, I am standing beside this spring and the daughters of the townspeople are coming to draw water. May it be that when I say to a young woman, please let down your jar that I may have a drink. And she says, drink. 
and I'll water your camels too. Let her be the one your, you rather have chosen for your servant, Isaac. By this, I will know that you have shown kindness to my master. Now look at this prayer. This prayer is very specific. It ain't long and drawn out. He is asking God to give him um, the one that he has chosen and help him to recognize God's choice um, for Isaac, not his choice, not his understanding, but God's understanding. It was clear, it was direct, and it was to the point, okay? And the Bible says in verse number 15, before he finished praying, Rebecca came. Now, Rebecca was the granddaughter of Abraham's brother, Nahor. Look at God. Boy, he is answering the prayer before the words can get completely off the lips. Abraham had already said that God was going to send his angel before him, right? He was going to make these rough areas smooth and the crooked areas straight. There would be no doubt who this servant was supposed to select and ask this question. All right, so look at the description of this woman. This is in verse number 16 in Genesis chapter 24. She, the girl, was very beautiful. She was a virgin too. No man had ever lain with her. And she went down to the spring, filled her jar, and came up again. So now the servant hurries over to her because now he sees her. She's the first one that comes to uh, the well or to the spring. And then he goes over and he says, because remember now he prayed and he asked God, he says, please give me a little water from your jar. And she said, drink. Now, if the woman hadn't said anything, look, the servant would have known she's not the one. All right. That's test number one. He said, give me some water. And she said, drink. And she quickly lowered the jar to her hands and gave him a drink. So after she had given him a drink, she said, I'll draw water for your camels too until they have finished drinking. Say what? Wasn't that in the prayer? Now this servant is without a doubt knowing that this is the one the Lord has chosen for his master's son, Isaac, because this woman did the two things that he requested that he see in the prayer, that when he asked for a drink, she'll give it to him, and then she will have watered camels too. All right, let's keep on reading this because this is so interesting to me. I hope it's interesting to you too. I don't know how some of you would have felt about it, but oh well. <laughs> anyway, let's keep going. So um, she quickly emptied her jar, put it into the uh, the trough, you know, the place where the the animals, the camels can drink water. And she ran back and forth to the well, drawing more and more water. Just, I mean, just so that the camels would have enough to drink. Now look at this. Without saying a word, this is verse 21. The man watched her closely to learn whether or not the Lord had made his journey successful. He watched her. He watched watched her movement, her care, and 
and her concern. He didn't want to bring uh, anybody back to his master, just saying that he had fulfilled the assignment. You know, sometimes when I watch this married at first sight show, sometimes I think, Lord, you know, did they even consider that these people are polar opposites? Like they really do not mesh. Hmm, no, because they didn't pray about it. And I'm going to stand by, I don't believe they prayed about it. I know they got a pastor on there, but I don't believe they prayed about it. Anyway, 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 that's just me. And that's beside the point. <laughs> so in verse number 22, when the camels had finished drinking, the man took out, this is the servant, a gold nose ring, two gold bracelets. And then he said to her, he asked, whose daughter are you? Please tell me, is there room? in your father's house for us to spend the night. So when we see this, the servant here must have been truly amazed by this uh, girl's actions at this spring, at this well, drawing this water, right? And, and, and she was dutiful and attentive. She was compassionate. She was kind to a stranger. And so Instead of, you know, just showing his excitement, he maintained his composure, but he observed her just to discern whether she was the one because he did not want to be fooled by what he saw. He wanted to make sure this is the one that God has selected. Huh. Notice the key there is God selected. Sometimes we make the decision without consulting God and then not observing all behaviors, right? No, uh-uh. we jump ahead because they got one thing right or two things right. This man was watching to make sure the prayer that he prayed that all of the elements were answered. And so he took out this jewelry after this girl had finished uh, watering the camels and it was gold, y'all. And, and he asked her about her identity and if there was room for him to spend the night at her father's house. Now get this, when he asked, whose daughter are you? See, he needed to know because Abraham said that he wanted this servant to go to his family. And so she said, I am the daughter of Bethuel, the son of Milcah, bore to Nahor. And she added, we have plenty of straw and fodder as well as room for you to spend the night. This girl was welcoming. She didn't try to turn this stranger away. No. And she says, there's plenty of room for you to stay the night. This girl is also the right girl because she is part of the family that Abraham wanted his son's wife to come from. Look at this man's response in verse 26. The servant bowed down and he worshiped the Lord. Okay, he worshiped the Lord. He praised God for leading him in the right direction of Abraham's family. Notice what he said. Praise be to the Lord, the God of my master Abraham, who has not abandoned his kindness and faithfulness to my master. As for me, the Lord has led me on the journey to the house of my master's relatives. Look, this man prayed. 
God answered his prayer, he could see that the answer was right in front of him. The very thing he prayed, it was not hard for him to see this answer. And then after receiving this answer, oh, this man gave God the praise and the thanksgiving, okay? for leading him on a successful journey. So this girl was excited too. So she runs home to her mother's house and you know, she has this gold jewelry. And then after seeing this gold jewelry, her brother Laban runs out to meet this servant. Now, you know, this servant was welcomed and invited into this house by this girl's family, Rebecca. And, um, they gave him food, but before he would eat, he wanted to tell them his reason for coming. And he did. He told them everything that had happened. So if we go to verse number 50, y'all, this is a long chapter. Do, do you know this chapter has 67 verses? In verse number 50, Laban and Bethuel said, this is from the Lord. We can say nothing to you one way or another. They recognized that what had transpired was all God's doing. So they came into agreement with what God desired. And they said, here is Rebecca, take her and go and let her become the wife of your master's son as the Lord has directed. So when Abraham's servant heard this, y'all, this is verse number 52, he bowed down again before the Lord. Then the servant brought out more jewelry and clothing and stuff and he gave it to Rebecca and he also gave gifts to the brother and the mother. I want you to know that this servant was full of gratitude and thanksgiving to God for making this journey a success, for making this journey without difficulty. Like he didn't have to make any decision of his own because he didn't want to do the wrong thing. He wanted to do the right thing. He wanted to be pleasing to his master and he also wanted to be pleasing to God. Y'all get this. So they spent the night and when um, he got up ready to go the next morning, Rebecca's brother Laban and the mother wanted to delay the daughter's departure. Now they wanted her to remain by about 10 days or so you know, I get that. They were going to miss her. She was going to go to another place. Or could it have been that Laban wanted to, you know, milk some more uh, benefits because he saw all that that the servant brought with the gold. I don't know. But look at the servant. The servant is saying, hey, look, this is verse number 56. Don't detain me. He says, don't delay me now that the, the answer has been given, that the Lord has granted him success. He says, send me on my way so that I can go to my master. Now they said, okay, we're going to ask the girl and we're going to ask her about it. Remember, she still had choice. And Abraham said, if she was unwilling to go that the servant was released from the oath. So they called Rebecca in and they asked her and 
they said, will you go with this man? And this woman said, I will go. This woman said, yes, I will go. So on her way, along with her nurse and Abraham's servant and his men, that's verse 59. Verse 60 says, and they blessed Rebekah and said to her, our sister, may you increase to thousands upon thousands. May your offspring possess the gates of their enemies. So they sent her off with a blessing. Oh, let me expedite this because this is good. This is the merit at first sight. So Rebecca and her maids, uh, they left. They went back with the servant. Now, Isaac, you know, he was living in the Negev. And so he went out to the field one evening to meditate. And as he looked up, he saw camels approaching. Rebecca also looked up and she saw Isaac. She got down off of the camel and she asked the servant, who is that man in the field coming to meet us? Now, I don't know what Isaac looked like. I don't know what Isaac saw when he saw Rebecca, but he's coming down and she's getting down. And the servant says, he is my master. So she took her veil and she covered herself. Now, this is when Isaac is told about everything. In verse number 66, the servant told Isaac all he had done. Then Isaac brought her into the tent of his mother, Sarah, and he married her. Y'all at first sight. Get this. So she became his wife and he loved her. And Isaac was comforted after his mother's death. That's what the word says, y'all, specific in his prayer. And you know, that's, that's to let us know too that prayer is powerful in our marriage decisions, in our education decisions, in our career decisions, in our family decisions. It is key that we pray. Now, that television show, I told you, I love to watch it. It's interesting and frustrating. And, and you know, sometimes I, I say things during that show I probably should not say because I don't have all of the details. But in this account, what we see is that this marriage was preceded by prayer. I'm not saying Isaac and, and Rebecca didn't have issues, that they didn't have problems, but we know that Isaac only married Rebecca. The Bible does not tell us that he got another concubine because she was barren for 20 years, couldn't bear any children. But Isaac prayed for her. And at the age of 60, they had twins. And y'all, that's a whole nother episode. But look, he didn't take on a concubine. Rebecca didn't send him her maidservant. These two were bonded together in love. The Bible says he loved her her. All right. So this is my, you know, I don't know what you're going to get out of this, but I read this story and I, you know, saw that this was married at first sight, the biblical edition. And we see that this marriage 
lasted, okay? You know, to God be the glory and may God bless you and your marriages and your state of being, whatever that is. Don't forget to commit everything you do to God in prayer. He will hear and answer you. Now, Father, help these your people today. Remember to commit it to prayer. You, Father God, will guide and you will make their journey successful when they commit it to you in prayer. And don't let us forget to be like this servant, to um, ask Father, then when the response comes, to give praise and thanksgiving to you for answering this prayer. Father, we love you and we thank you so much. All right, y'all, this has been your Daily Dose. And don't forget, a daily dose of God's word is good for the soul. Be blessed.